Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. We appreciate everybody that is tuning in. It has been a record-setting month, and we cannot do any of this without you great listeners. So we appreciate every single one of you. Go check us out on our YouTube channel, the Big Honker Podcast. It's super easy to find. And uh, the season one of The First Family of Waterfowl is up there now. So go check it out. We did four episodes, and we start filming season two here pretty quick. This podcast is brought to you by the one and only Pacific Calls. I'm telling you what, they make the best. My favorite call that I've ever blown in my entire life, the BA, it's sitting here right next to me right now. It's short, it's compact, and it is a screamer. The BA Lesser Call is my favorite ever of all time, period. If you shoot lessers, little geese, or whatever, I highly, highly recommend that you get one of these. They've got a bunch of new calls for 2022. They've got the BBG. It's a board out uh, honker call. They've got the BBS. It's a board out speckle belly call. And they've still got the 530, which is my favorite speckle belly call. You can't beat it. And uh, the guys over there at Pacific Calls, Trevor and Alex, world class. They were uh, selling a lot of calls at Game Fair and also giving away a lot of calls to uh, young hunters and little kids. So they are incredible individual and the waterfowl world needs more people like them. So go check them out and use our promo code BHP25. It is 25% off of whatever you purchase. You're not going to find that anywhere else. So it is a great deal that you need to go take, take advantage of right now. Type it in at checkout, BHP25, save you 25% at checkout. Also, this podcast is brought to you by Gundog Outdoors. Mr. Alex Langbell has spent his life in the uh, paramedics, first responders world, and he has built a company revolved around keeping your gun dog safe. There is a field trauma kit that I think every hunter needs. Uh, it's light, it's compactable, it can fit in your blind bag or in your truck or backpack or whatever you use to take out in the morning. Uh, it's got everything you need. Stop bleeding, stay warm. Uh, it comes with uh, a little stapler. So if you get a real nasty cut on your dog or whatever, you can at least uh, stop the bleeding and get them somewhere. Also, there is the quick release system, which I think every dog needs to be tethered. No matter how qualified your dog is, all it takes is one little accident and it's a bad, bad day for everybody. He's got a ton of other products. He's got collars. He's got check cords that he makes, hand makes himself, water bowls, um, he's even got a nifty little water system that, uh, you can take out in the field to hydrate your dog. So check them out. Gun dog outdoors, take care of your four legged hunting buddy because they take care of you. Also, we're brought to you by boss shot shells, the best shot shell that's on the market right now. It's copper plated bismuth hits like a freight train and you're going to go down two sizes. So if you're shooting a two in steel, you probably need to be shooting a five in boss. Personally, I shoot the two and three quarter inch three five blend. It's the way to go. It is everything that you need in a shotgun shell. Um, if you're shooting the big boys, you might want to bump up to the three inch three five blend. But either way, you cannot go wrong with Boss Shot shells. They're the best guys that are on the market. We spent a weekend with them at Game Fair, and let me tell you, they can move some product. So if you need some shotgun shells, go to Boss Shot shells straight to your door. There's no middleman, so you're getting a great deal on your shotgun shells best hoodies in the market best hoodies on the market best shirts what's the new bag coming out they got uh i'll let them release that but it'll be a nice little money bag bossshotshells.com we're also brought to you by dive bomb industries the best silhouette that's on the market we got a little common thread here jeff we get all the big boys the people that are making the, the good products um makes us look better skinnies are the way to go keep your trailer nice and organized throughout the hunting season Five dozen per bag. Put them on a shelf. You don't have to worry about them. Uh, all flocked heads for the Canada's, but they've got anything that you need. They've got Affordable. ducks. Affordable. 
They're affordable, so you can build a very, very good spread on a budget. Uh, Canada Spec Snows, Mallard's Pintails, they've got floaters out now. So um, if you're needing decoys and silhouettes, if you need floaters and silhouettes, look no further than divebombindustries.com. You can't beat them, so might as well join them. They're going to be here for a while. We love them. Also, we're brought to you by Shin Gear Waiters. Jeff has got him a pair of Shin Gear on the way. Yes, going to wear them this year. We got we got water filled teal. up some spot. Going to do some teal hunting, help with the grandkids. So got me some fat boy waiters. Cannot wait to try them on. I will give you my testimonial on waiters. You know how I think about yeah, waiters. Yeah, if, if they pass the Jeff Stanfield test, they make a good waiter. Yes. I have worn them. The boot is phenomenal. The, the upper, uh, the material that it's made out of, nylon, it's tough, it's durable, and the best part is if you accidentally snag a piece of barbed wire and rip it, you send it back to Shin Gear, they get it fixed, and they send it right back out to you. They've added to their lineup, though. They're not just a waiter company anymore. They've got jackets, uh, waterproof jackets. They've got pullovers. They've got all sorts of stuff. You just got to go check them out at ShinGear.com. I am personally looking forward to the uh, over-under. Jacket goes on. Waiters go over those. And uh, you're not going to add a whole lot of bulk by wearing that jacket in waiters. You don't need to be looking like the Michelin man out there in the marsh with a big heavy jacket but it's going to be keep you warm so check them out for all the new products that they've got because they've got a lot of them also we are brought to you by alpha outdoor specialties they're a fabrication shop so you got an idea you send it to them and they can make it uh they've made the stanfield stool and they are coming up with the blind caddy that is going to hook into uh, a-frames everywhere that way you can have you a nice little desk in front of you in those a-frames have have somewhere to put some stuff other than that cold, wet ground. So Alpha Outdoor Specialties, they've been, uh, they were at Delta. So I'm sure you saw them if you were at Delta. Great people over there and um, they can make whatever you're needing. Uh, we're also brought to you by the Lucky Duck, maker of the best A-frame, the two by four blind and the best spinners that are on the market, all waterproof. We use them every day. And you said they got a new, tur what? they got like a little, they got a new swimmer decoy out there. Makes a, it's a based off of a propulsion system, makes a hell of a little ripple. So those calm days where water's not, where your water's not moving and your decoys are just laying there, put this bad boy out there, swim through your decoys, create ripples and natural movement. All movement is not created equally. So you want natural bird movement to uh, help entice those wary ducks. Um, Check them out, luckyduck.com, and uh, whatever you're needing, they got it. Whether you're looking for uh, A-frame spinners, if you're a varmint hunter, they got all sorts of stuff for you. So check them out, luckyduck.com. Also, we're brought to you by Looking Glass Duck Club Podcast, Mr. Rebel and Logan. Put on a hell of a show. Don't call Logan, though. He, he's got a baby now, so if you're stranded in the middle of Missouri, don't, don't call him. Don't be expecting a hotel room no, for the night at his house. Not Don't do not don't do that. But, calls you the next morning and says, oh, did you need something? Oh, yeah, we needed a need? place to About sleep. About six hours ago, Logan. Um, go check them out. You can donate to their Patreon account. They have uh, different pricing for different levels, but you pick which level you want and donate to their Patreon, and you will get their entire library of shenanigans over there. They do bourbon reviews, and they're a lot of fun to listen to. Please, please purchase it. Little baby Stella's gonna need to go to college one day. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So go check them out. Looking Glass Duck Club podcast. Uh, we're also brought to you by Dirty Duck Coffee. That's how we start our morning out here every single day with the Missouri Boat Ride Blend or Morning Wood. If your coffee sucks, it's not the duck. I had it every morning in Minnesota. It was you had a Morning chilly. Wood every day. No, I actually had Morning Wood, but they also went and had Missouri Boat Ride. I like Morning Wood, though. Morning nice. Wood was good. It's yep. nice. A lot of you guys don't experience Morning Wood any other way, so... Yeah, they're getting older. You know, Dirty Duck Coffee is the only time you get to experience Morning Wood. 
Um, great coffee, and it's the way to start your day. It's, it's, it's fantastic. They've also got incredible merchandise. They've got a very, very cool uh, coffee mug. So it's on their website. Go check it out. And uh, you should start your day with Dirty Duck Coffee. Also, we are brought to you by Bangtail Whiskey, Mr. Brandon Bing. He's actually got new music coming out, too. So if you're a country music guy, check out Brandon Bing's music. He drops his new album, I think, in two weeks. Uh, fantastic whiskey. It is off over here. Every time I take a little nip of it whenever the podcasts are getting extra long, but it is not for the faint of heart. Bangtail embodies a select few who believe in hard work and relish in the opportunity to take a step back to enjoy the fruits of their labor. Whether relaxing for a midweek swaller or communing on the weekend with quality people, Bangtail is sure to provide a truly unique and tasteful experience time and time again. With deep southern roots, Bangtail provides a first-class handcrafted whiskey experience. Pour a jigger of Bangtail and enjoy. Must be 21 years or older. Also, we are brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. For 85 years, they have been putting ducks back in the sky for us selfish duck hunters. And 80 cents out of every dollar that is donated to Ducks Unlimited goes back to the ducks. You don't even need to say nothing else, just Ducks Unlimited. Everybody knows what it is. It's that time of year. The first big event of the year is out. It's the National Trip Auction. It can be found at www.ducks.org backslash nta it closes this saturday night eight o'clock all kinds of trips on there to have you can get ski trips fish trips trips for vrbos anything that's on that you can imagine you can buy right there on that and that's the national trip auction at ducks.org back backslash nta okay we're also brought to you by double t british kennels if you are needing a dog for this coming waterfowl season they can hook you up over there at double t british kennels uh, quality dogs, you know, that every British that I've ever been around has just been a sweetheart and a hell of a hunter. They, they've got dogs at every level. You can mm-hmm. get a puppy from them. You can buy a started dog. You can buy a finished dog. Good citizens. You know how the British are. They're very, they're very polite. So check them out at doubletbritishkennels.com. Last but not least, we are brought to you by Stanfield Hunting Outfitters and the books are filling up very, very quickly. So if you are needing dates, I have get on the poll in November. I have. The Monday and Tuesday before Thanksgiving open. In December, I have the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday before Christmas open. And I actually have the 27th, 28th, 29th, and 30th open. Oh. And then in January, I've got a few dates here and there that open. And I actually have the third weekend in January, I believe, open also still. I there had, you go. I had a group move of hunt, so that's open. Anyways, check us out. We Dove have no season. No, don't even call. Unless you've got a private group of 30 people and you can do a weekdays in October, I don't have anything available. So anyways, thank, thank you for everything you do for us. We appreciate y'all listening to us. We appreciate the downloads from the podcast to the first family of Waterfowl. We will be shooting season two starting in about a week. Next week at this time, we will be filming season two. God bless y'all. Thank y'all for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode of the podcast, it is just Jeff and I. We recap our weekend at Game Fair, and um, we go from there. Lots of side alleys and tangents that we go on, but a lot of fun. Hope that you enjoy it. Here we go.
Here we go. Three, two, one. Boom, and welcome to the Big Honker Podcast brought to you by Lucky Duck. I'm Jeff Stanfield with the world-famous Andy Shaver. They had that spinner this weekend, the mm-hmm. little spinning spinning thing decoy. Oh, boy, that is going to be deadly on a no-win day. So you're going to be picking a few of them up, huh? Yeah, but it does. It's just like, and it makes a wake that looks identical to ducks, natural ducks. It, it was, I was blown away. So cutting edge. I'm not blown away much, but I was blown away. If it gets in a jam, it gets itself out of a jam. So how? So it's on a what? It's on a propulsion system. It's on a propulsion system, but is it on a remote control? I didn't see that much. I was just looking at. I was like a. So you were dumbfounded by I was what you dumbfounded seen. by what I saw in the kiddie pool. Well, that's cool. That's yeah. really cool. Me and Andy just got back from the game fair in Ramsey, Minnesota, Noka, Minnesota. I don't two different places, I guess, but it's the same place. Great time. I highly recommend to anybody that's a waterfowl person and a dog person to go to a game fair next August. It's Everything 40, was great. Was it 41 years? This was the 41st year. 41st year? Yeah. Now. Everything was great until Sunday. We, we, we also hung out in high cotton. It was fun. We, we, it rained on Friday, so what did we do? We hung out in the boss bus we went the whole on the time. boss bus. So, you know, not everybody had that luxury that we had. And the guys at Boss were wonderful. All of our sponsors we hung out with the guys from Dirty Duck Coffee. Buck and the the hottie from Wink, Texas, his wife, had coffee every morning, visited with them. Hung out with Alex from Gundog. Mm-hmm. Hung out with the boys from Pacific. Uh, Dive name, bomb. Tre- was hold, there. hold on. Fin- oh, we got sorry. hang out with Trevor and Deuce. Alex Deuce Yergis. That's right. That's right. We got Uno and we got Deuce. Trevor yep. has punched his ticket to the Worlds in Stuttgart, Arkansas, November. And he's going to work with Alex and get Alex lined out where maybe Alex will get qualified, right? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Help. There's another contest in California they're thinking about maybe going to. Um, Alex blew very well, except for like two notes. Those two were deadly. Those two, those two will cut you. So do you think Trevor? We got Uno and Deuce. They are great, great friends, like brothers. Yes. Do you think deep down Trevor was like, <laughs> I'm yes. number one, hundred percent, hundred percent, one hundred percent. So when he was high fiving over the there, when he was high fiving over there, yes. When when Alex squawked and Trevor was like, he had this little, <clears throat> yes sir. Yep. That was uh, yeah. That's all you need to know. They need to come out with a Deuce call now. They've got a Deuce. They've got an Ace and a Deuce. Well, one's the Trevor and one's Alex. There you go. <laughs> So the double then, read. Then we double read the hung out with Asher over at Dive Bomb. They got some cool new stuff there. Got to, got to see them. Hang out with them for a good time. Great visit there. And then hang out with the boys at Boss. It was a great weekend. I'm going to tell you right now. Boss has probably the employee of the century. With in, Dirk? Dirk Sorrels is as good of employee as anyone ever had anywhere. I agree. I'm telling you, it's hard to find a guy that's got the best interest of your company unless he is an owner of the company. Mm-hmm. I mean, deep down, everything he does, he does for the good of boss. Yes. And a great gentleman and a great person and great character. He can figure anything out. They they got a they got a new sprinter van. They were having some issues with it. Dirk, get out of the way. Let me figure it out. So Dirk is uh He's a jack of all trades. Jack of all trades. A bar a bartender, a tattoo artist. See, and that's what when when I first when we first had him on the podcast and and Brandon's like, Yeah, this guy done he's a tattoo guy. And he works at a bar, and he's going to help us out because we're busy. I'm, I'm thinking nothing about all these life skills this guy has. <laughs> and this guy can do it all. Yeah, he's a badass. I mean, you could have, you could put him in a bank in Beverly Hills, yeah. and he could run the place. 
He and he knows that he just knows everything. Yeah, he, and, he's a badass and such a great guy. And um, well, we had a lot of fun. God Almighty, what a fun weekend! And then Sunday hit. And then Sunday, four thirty, Sunday hit, and everything has changed. It is now Tuesday, eight fifty-five in the morning, and I. Have you recovered yet? No, I've still not recovered. Everything, everything just went to shit at four thirty Sunday afternoon. Lee chose takes us back to the airport. First of all, I got to hang out all weekend with Lee, and if you're a waterfowl person, that is an honor by itself. What a classy dude! I mean, he, uh, what an interesting guy, and we got to hang out with him and his family. Wonderful family, and we, uh, Lee's taking me and Andy back to the airport. He picked us up. He's taking us back. We get five minutes, ten minutes from the airport, and I get a notification from American Airlines, piece of shit, that <laughs> your flight has been delayed ten or twenty minutes. And I texted Michelle. I said, "Well, where are you? Got delayed twenty minutes." And she had the boys because Andy's wife is touring Compton. So if you see two scared white ladies on a, a public transportation bus in California yesterday, that's probably Andy's wife and mother-in-law. And about five minutes later, I get a text from him that says, your flight's been canceled. Mm-hmm. And Michelle texts me before I even had a chance to text her. She goes, well, that escalated quickly because she had our our flight on her phone. And we got on the phone and rented a car, me and Andy did. Luckily, we got a car that was a one-way rental. And we rented a car and we drove that Sunday night from Minneapolis to DFW because we had two podcasts to do Monday, <laughs> and I have court this morning, and in the 30 minutes I've got to go to. And that was the start of the – that's when it all went downhill. That was it. That was it. So, we yeah, we had two pod, two podcasts Monday. My wife's in California, skin convention. Uh, Jameson had – he was supposed to get his four-year-old shots on Monday, so we were we had to race to, to Wichita Falls. He had an appointment that morning. Hand off Jameson, my youngest, at uh, right before his appointment. He was supposed to get shots. Didn't get shots because he's not going to school next year. So it was just a wellness check. That was a waste of time. Um, got a text with one of our – well, we pushed one podcast back because, you know, we drove all night. So we knew we were going to be running on fumes. So we pushed one co- one podcast back. The guy we were supposed to have yesterday texts an hour before we we're supposed to go on with him. Says, hey, something come up. I'm going to have to reschedule. So we ended up not doing any podcast yesterday. And then... We were lucky to get to DFW because they had 12 inches of rain yeah, yesterday. Yeah, rain. D- Dallas-Fort Worth was underwater, so you couldn't hardly drive around there. We got in and out of there at the perfect time. And That's the only thing that went right looking back. Because we had to drop yeah. our... And I'm going to tell you right now, we rent cars a lot. We travel a lot. Dallas-Fort Worth, to drop a rental car back is a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. All these big airports where you got to drop your car off and then get on a shuttle bus, Boston's that way, Seattle's that way, most of them are that way. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. And so we had to drop our rental car off because we had to – everybody's like, well, why did y'all go to Dallas? Well, that's where Andy's truck was. That's where we flew <laughs> out of. Just so, going to leave it there? So we had to go get, pick the car up. Luckily, we had the hindsight to go – and pick his truck up and then follow us to the car rental deal so we didn't have to worry oh, about Oh, that would have been a fucking shit show and a half if we'd have just dropped the rental off. Yes. Getting back to my pickup? Fuck. I don't know why they do that. Why not just have a rental car return right there at the airport? Because it's too big. Did you see all them fucking cars? But I wonder if they think that most... I don't know what they 99% think. 99% of the people are dropping a car off and then go get on an airplane. Right. And they take your shuttle to whatever terminal you need but to go still, to. But still. It was a pain in the ass. It was a long, long ride home. We made record time. It was great. It was an easy drive. Just a pain in the ass. Because I'm still recovering. 
It's gonna it's gonna take me a couple days to get my feet back on the ground. Then I had to take care of the kids last night. That was and I I was I knew I was in a bad mood. Like they're asking simple questions and I'm just snapping at them. And I was like, listen, we gotta go to bed. We gotta go to bed. It's eight fifteen. We're going to bed. I'm sorry. Sorry your dad's this way, but he is. You know what mom said when y'all left? Mm-mm. They the should have stayed here. Boys can just stay here tonight. She oh. goes, what's another night? They need to sleep in their own bed. They need to get back on routine. Your youngest one's never going to have a routine. Yeah, he might. He's going to be a hellraiser. He might. He is going know. to be a hellraiser. So I, let's 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 talk about um let's talk about a couple of things. We're going to have David Schuster on from Ducks Unlimited next week, and we're going to do a podcast on the duck numbers. Listen, the way guests have gone the last two weeks, I just messaged him. Well, <laughs> we're just messaging. I mean, him back. I've been messaging. That's the plan. I've been messaging guys also. So that's the plan. We'll okay, we've had we're having hell getting schedules together right now. It has been awful. But it's hunting season. Everybody's getting ready to go hunting, and everybody's got shit to do. So, like, it's just people are back and forth. We had a huge blessing while we was gone. We left here, leaving a desert, and we came back home to a... Shangri-La. Yeah, lots of water now. Our duck, we should have a good duck season. We've got some playas, got water in it for the year. We Another have, three inches and everything will be... Yeah, if it rains next week like top. they're calling for, we are in great shape. Maybe a little wet for dove season. But that's all right. But we are we are small set. potatoes. Boy, we 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 got and we have ducks here. Mm-hmm. There's ducks behind the lodge. There's ducks at the hern. I saw both of them this morning. So we are set and ready to go. Uh, I'm trying to think what I was going to be. Oh, we are going to start season two of the first family waterfowl. They will be filming here August 30th. The getting the last steps of getting ready for dove season. They'll be here for opening weekend of dove season. Um, can we talk about the gold star hunt? Sure. I don't know why not. The last weekend of September, we are doing a gold star hunt for uh, kids who's lost their parents overseas fighting for our country. We've got six kids that are going to be here, and I'm proud to say that Mossberg is donating shotguns to all the kids. So all the kids are going to be given a gun as a gift, a departing gift for them, or they can use it while they're here. We're going to have a little deal and give them their gun in the memory of their parent. It's going to be a very emotional weekend here at the Lodge, and I'm very proud that we're part of this. Us, boss. Dive Bomb's donating uh, gun cases. Boss is donating all the shells for the kids. Mossberg's dating the gun or dating donating the guns, and it will be a, a, a there'll be a, a young man here or a young lady. There may be a girl too. Then it's gonna they're gonna be all given a gun and they get a hunt with a another either their other parent or someone that served with their dad or mom will be here because one young man lost his mom mm-hmm. that's gonna be here. So uh, Joe Westner's putting it on. It's through their. Uh, their veterans group and it's something we're really proud we're part of and we're glad we're going to be able to give back but i'm really thankful for mossberg boss and dive bomb for donating to this that's a great cause yeah i mean it's a it's going to show the reality we're going we are going to film it all and it's going to be part of next year's episodes but it's not something we're doing it we're doing it for the kids but it's going to show you the reality of what happens when these soldiers you know we always think of the soldier who died and it's a horrible thing but we forget, you know, 10 years later, five years later, there's kids and families involved that they've got a loss in their life for the rest of their life. We all move on. Right. And those families don't ever move on. I mean, no different than if you lose someone in a car accident or something, but these people are sacrificing for our country. Yeah, it'll be uh, be an emotional time, but it's something that needs to be needs to be done more often, I'd say. Yes, it does. But, yeah, looking forward to season two. I found the job that I really – I'm going to segue here because, yeah, why not? Uh, I found a job I really want. So you're quitting. I'm done. I'm done as of as soon as I can get this job. 
It is an intimacy coordinator in Hollywood. <laughs> all you I do, do not think this is a family job. All you do is go around. You'll be a part of the SAG, and you'll have all the benefits of uh, whatever that is. The SAG. Screen Actors Guild Award. Okay. You know, yeah, that. Um, you go around, and all you do is watch sex scenes that they're filming in Hollywood. That's it. Make sure the girls are taken. Make sure the actresses are taken taken care of. What, what do you mean taken care of? Make sure that they're comfortable and that they're comfortable in their own body and that they feel proud of the work that they're putting out. And so I'm gonna see Jennifer Aniston naked next, you know, couple months from now. Next sex scene she does, I'll be on set. Do you think she has any sure sex scenes in okay. her future? I say no. Probably not. I'm telling you right now, her and Sandra Bullock are batshit crazy. I'm not doubting. I'm not. I'm not debating that. So, of all the women in Hollywood, that's the person you would choose to see naked. Mm. Probably because she's never done it. She is naked. She's in Vince Vaughn show. She's naked. Yeah, you only see butt. And that might not even been her, Jeff. Of, but I mean, seriously, of all the women out there, Margot Robbie—that's who you would choose—is Jennifer. Seen Anderson. her naked. She's hot. I've already seen it. She's beautiful. That's what Jennifer Aniston did. That's what made her ahead of her time. Is she would just dangle that carrot, and now everybody's wanting to see it. Margot Robbie showed everything. Nobody wants to see it anymore. How old is Jennifer Aniston? 52. I, I mean, are you sure on that? No, not one I bit. think she's older. And Sandra Bullock is I, th I think is she's older than me. I think Sandra Bullock's 60. And th those would be two women that you would want to see naked. I didn't pull out Sandra Bullock. I'm, I thought did. you said you liked her, too. She's very attractive. Very attractive. She was attractive in the show with Canoe Reeves. Keanu? Keanu. Um, what was that? Speed? Yeah. No, fuck. She had a boy haircut. She was cute. She was a good looking little gal. Then. She was cute in a boy way, I guess. I don't so know. you're telling me you don't think she was sexy in that show? Not in Speed, no. What do you think she was sexy in? Uh, I'd have to look at her. Sandra resume. Bullock has never been sexier than she was in Speed. <laughs> Now pull it up. She's good. She was good looking. She's got a she got a kid haircut. Jennifer Aniston is fifty three. Okay, Sandra Bullock Sandra looks Bullock good in Speed. <laughs> Everybody that watched it thought, "Man, that chick's hot." You are insane. Uh, Sandra Bullock is fifty eight. Pull up her from Speed. The picture oh, of her oh, from Speed, okay, I'm, I'm, and then you're gonna go, "Well, she was pretty cute." I'm going to. And Halle Berry is never hotter than she was when she was in uh, uh, Boomerang. I, was gonna, I thought you were going to say Monster's Ball. Well, she looked pretty good then, too. Halle Berry is a sexy woman. This is your... Th that's it, huh? That's the one. Eh, maybe she wasn't as hot as I thought she was. Yeah, no. She's not at all. Maybe it was the role she played in that, that made her cute. I don't know. Yeah, horrible. Yeah, I had to agree with you on that one. Horrible. I, I would agree. Jesse got on a bus like that. <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> My poor, naive wife never has left West Texas. Biggest city she's, she's been, been to. L.A. Yeah, as an 18-year-old on a band trip. I mean, how much trouble can you get in there? So we've got some friends, and they like to go, anytime they go on vacation to a big city, they will ride public transportation anywhere. They go to New York, they ride the subway, the buses, all that stuff. Now, he's six foot five and weighs 300 They go to pounds. Vegas. I think they spent an entire night, I think they got on a bus in Vegas at like dusk and just rode it until three or four in the morning. Just looking and laughing. Just at looking people. at people, having a great time, laughing. So my wife, I am ha I'm delusional. Yesterday, I've got my I've got my youngest, and we're having lunch, and she facetimes us. She said, "Hey, guess what we're gonna do? <laughs> we're gonna go to Hollywood. And they're in Long Beach at this convention. Her and her mother. She said we're gonna go to we're gonna go to Hollywood. 
and we're gonna we're gonna do the the tour the stars tour whatever it is i don't know i've never been to la and after my wife's experience i'm probably not going to get to go um there's nothing that you lost out so there. she says we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna ride the metro the metro bus to hollywood and like i said i'm delusional i'm like that's stupid but you know whatever catch fucking uber and and do it that way that'd be the that'd be the best way to do it and um i'm like she said, I've already talked to the concierge. They said it's perfectly safe as long as you're not on it at night. It's a, it, it, you'll be fine. You'll People watch, and it'll be a great time. She texts me, and I don't know what time she got on the bus, but we've got a group message with our friends that take public transportation everywhere, and she says, this was the biggest mistake I've ever made. I am shaking. I think people are peeing on the carpet. I think they're <laughs> peeing in the corner. She said, I'm pretty sure the guy behind us is sizing us up so that he can take my purse and shank us. Basically, it was like Orange is the New Black or Oz on the fucking Metro bus in L.A. She said it was fine. We were up on top, but now all of a sudden we're in tunnels and it's dark in here and <laughs> this is not good. My mother is freaking out. And so I looked it up because I didn't really think of I didn't I wasn't thinking of anything other than just whatever. And. From Long Beach to Hollywood, it's an hour and 20-minute drive on a bus. Well, yeah, you stop every two blocks and pick up a homeless person. <laughs> she, she said when she got on the bus in Long Beach, it wasn't bad because, you know, it's Long Beach. There's nothing bad happens in Long Beach. But as they got closer... I see, I that's not true. Closer and closer to Hollywood, more and more druggies were jumping on the bus to try to get, go on with their day. Do you think that Snoop Dogg went to a high school in a good neighborhood? Where did he go? Long Beach Poly. I thought he was Compton. I think Compton and Long Beach Poly are all... No. Yes, I think so. No. Compton okay. is right by SC. Look up Long Beach look Poly. That's where he went to high school at. You and, know... Uh, and I think that's. I think Long Beach has some shitty neighborhoods, too. Oh, I'm sure, Jeff. There's, the shitty, LBZ, neighborhoods, there's shitty neighborhoods in Knoxville. The LBZ, LBZ, LBC is Long Beach Compton. Here, I'll type it in. Where is Compton? Uh, that doesn't tell me anything. I don't know anything about L.A. I think Long Beach and Compton are together, right next to each other. I think they're neighboring. All I'm saying is Long Beach probably has lots of really nice places, but I think they got some shitholes too. Not where they were. Not where they got on right, the bus. That part I'm not. Just, I'm not arguing that at all. I'm just saying you said Long Beach. It's Long Beach. Well, I think Long Beach has got a lot of shitty neighborhoods also. I'm not disputing that. It's all one big cesspool. But I think where they were, Watts is north of. Compton. I don't know any of this shit. I can't get a big enough map. How far is Compton from? And I'm sure Compton's probably got some nice places too. Uh, no, they're way away. Long Beach and Compton are. Yeah. So there's Long Beach down there on the beach, and then there's Compton, like in the city. In the city. See, when we were in 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 there. 10 years ago in LA and we got, but we had a bus, we had our own tour guide and we was on the little bus and he goes, we, the lady goes, y'all can go anywhere y'all want to go. They told me the company y'all are, I'm y'all's disposal all day. You tell me what you'd like to see. Shit. I wanted to drive through. I want to go through Compton. I want to see the fucking hood. That's what you wanted to do. And she goes, uh, they won't let me go there anywhere, but there. So anyways, so, the but I think Compton, I think Compton and SC are, are close. So yeah, here we go. So there's, Long Beach is down there, and then... You go straight up to Compton. Well, I think they went this way. 
So they might, I think they went this way. Right up here to Hollywood. Uh, SC's in a bad neighborhood, though, right? SC's at But Compton. UCLA's in a nice neighborhood, I think. Because I went to UCLA, but I've never been to SC. But evidently, there's there's shit through here. and But she said when we got on the bus, it just got progressively worse. If, as we went further and further north, the scenery So there wasn't changed. nobody... There wasn't anybody... There wasn't a... She Oklahoma, said, Oklahoma, where this one's going to come help you. You were on your own. Yeah, you know, you're on your own. She said, like, they had to, they could not stop talking to one another, or somebody from the back would just start harassing them. <laughs> I bet your mother in law. It was not a good situation. <laughs> Andy's mother in law's uptight, anyways. Is that safe to say? She's very, yeah, she's very sheltered. <laughs> I wish I could have had a camera in there. That would have been fucking great. She said it took her a while to like. I can't calm wait down. to kid baseball the next year so I can ask her about it every night. She's. She said it took them. She said it took them both a while to like just kind of gather themselves. And there's nowhere safe to get off to. Just say let's get off here no, and no, call no, for it. No, it's not like you're like not like you like fuck this. I'm getting off the bus. Like where are they gonna let you go at Compton? Like that's your that's your best bet. You, when you're on the bus, you're on the bus. There's nowhere to just hop off and like fuck it. I'll hoof it from here. You're 20 miles from anywhere. You're, it's I, not like New York City where you're like, I, I walk a block. It'll be all right. See, Jesse can handle that. Uh, she was shaking. Well, I'm sure she was nervous. She was she, shook. But, I said, now you understand why Eminem put on fucking headphones and wrote rhymes when he was on public transportation. Like, nobody got time for that. But she she can handle a little bit of it. But your mother-in-law, there is no way that the 60-year-old lady from Vernon, Texas, that never is around bad people in her entire life. I mean, she's not around even people that cuss and stuff. <laughs> Our worst influence around her is me. Compton. Compton. <laughs> that was so funny. So where did they finally get off that they got on? Hollywood. The, they got off at Hollywood. Hollywood's a shithole, too, in a lot of places. Uh, well, they got off at, like, the Stars or whatever. At the Grumman. Somewhere. And then they took, but they Ubered home. Fuck yeah, they when, when they Ubered home. home, I bet they didn't take the same route. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what else to well, I mean, if you're on a fucking Uber, nobody's going to come get you. You're the, fine. But you probably, there's some of them neighborhoods they went through. Man, she saw some cool shit. I wish I could have done that. I'm sure. She said if 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 she wouldn't have been the tough one in the in the crowd, it wouldn't have been that bad. But She's sure. lucky nothing happened to him. Very lucky. What a dumb deal. I'd go Very back and kick lucky. that damn concierge's ass. Very lucky. Me and your mom almost had that happen to us in Vegas one time. Oh, really? Yeah, I asked, um, I asked a concierge. It was a black guy there, and he was really a nice guy. And I said, hey, I said, Where, where's a good locals casino to go to? Mm-hmm. I said, I want to go somewhere outside of the strip and go somewhere to a local place. Because sometimes them pay, they'll pay off because they got to pay money to get people to go in there. He goes, you need to go to Jerry's Nugget. In Vegas. In Vegas. I go, where's it at? He goes, oh, it's outside of the deal. But he said, Jerry's Nugget. Man, I always win there. He said, man, that's where the locals go. It's great. So we get in a taxi, and I says, taxi guy, I said, hey, I'm going to have you take us to Jerry's Nugget. And the guy looked at me and goes, what? I said, Jerry's Nugget. It's a casino. Have you heard of it? He goes, why are you going there? <laughs> I said, guy in there at works here told me to go there. He goes, is he a white fella? I said, no. He goes, you have no business going to Jerry's Nugget. <laughs> he goes, you're going to get your ass shot or killed. He goes, if you really want to go down there, I'll, I'll take, take you. you. But that's not the place that you and your wife need to go to. Okay. Said, take me to the Bellagio. She needs to remove all her jewelry before she goes in Jerry's Nugget. Really? So we didn't go to Jerry's Nugget. You did not go. Someone out there probably says, I go to Jerry's Nuggets, listens to this, it's great. So it may be, but this guy, this guy scared me. He had a bad situation that happened to him there, so we did not go. Right. Um, 
I know SC is in a shitty neighborhood. So Sanford and Son, he was in Watts, right? Yes. So when during the seventies, was that's where the they, riots happened. Were Watts and Compton always kind of crime ridden, or, 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 or was Watts the bad place I, in the seventies, and then Compton became it? Where, where did they film Boys in the Hood at? Was it filmed that in was Compton? Compton? Yeah, I, I believe. What, well, I've only been to L.A. two times, and only one time have I ever been really in the neighborhoods and drove around and stuff. And what I noticed when we were there, even in Hollywood and places, that you would get a block or two off the main drags or something, and you'd go down the street, and all the houses are look the same. They're older homes that have been redone. And there'd be some houses that are redone, look really, really nice. They'd have a Bentley in front of it. Mm-hmm. And then right down the road, there'd be one with a hoopty ride and a bunch of shit on it. They all had bars on their windows. And I just, I thought, man, I can't imagine being stuck in this prison of living in these neighborhoods like this. But you, you would go from a good neighborhood to a bad neighborhood. Then when we got into Hollywood, where all the liberal celebrities live, all of a sudden you can jog down the street and nobody's fucking with you because they got police presence everywhere and everything's clean and nice. Mm-hmm. But it's not very far. It's like that place in Detroit where one side of the street is a shithole and the other street side's got million-dollar homes. Right. And I, I think that's the way L.A. is. But there's there, there's not a set, there's not a street light you're at or an intersection you're at that, some, that something's liable to not happen at any time. <laughs> I said, does that does it make sense now why everybody's leaving L.A. to come to Texas? She said, yes, very much so. Very much so. Well, Tony was talking about we got a new some people just moved back here that lived here. They moved to California and they wanted to get out of California. And I don't know where I they think, lived I at. Think they were in Northern California. I, I don't know where, but it's the still the liberal that's the liberal policies overtaxed and all that shit you go to, and your kids are exposed to a bunch of anti shit. And like I said, I don't know where they were at. I just she know said that, there was drugs. Everywhere, like she's never seen, like people shooting up and Jesse. Mm-hmm. She she got she got cultured. She got cultured. Could you imagine having your uh, having your kid come to you at nineteen and be like, "I'm gonna go make it in Hollywood." I'd be scared to death every night. Yeah, that's not something. I mean, not just not do. just the crime and all that shit that you can fall into, but just the just that whole scene of everybody trying to make it and just the the influences, the negative influences that you're gonna be around. I wonder for a girl, a young nineteen-year-old. I mean, yeah. Imagine having a daughter. She's like, I, I think I can be an actress. Like, I, I, I don't know if crazy t- girl. I don't know if things are as bad for them today as they were in nineteen seventy-five when the directors cast the casting couch yeah. and all that shit. I, I think I don't know if it's worse now than it was then because then there wasn't anyone to protect you. Now the Me Too movement and stuff. So the, that's these, how that's how my job got started. What job? Oh, the intimacy the coordinator. Intimacy coordinator. So is that what Me he Too does? Movement. Is he make sure people aren't having sex with these girls trying to get these jobs? It's just. I, I, I really think it's only for things that are like in production. There's an actual job. Yes. You're a part of the SAG. I'll pull it up, Jeff. I read it this morning. Basically, two girls are pissed off that they got nude in uh um in their early careers. Yeah, in their early careers. They were topless or whatever. They probably wouldn't have a career if they wouldn't have showed their titties. There's probably a good shot at that. And so now now they've got, they're pissed off. They're raising hell, the Me Too movement and all that other stuff. So, yeah, now they've got this intimacy coordinator. Let me, let me give you some after li- It was after Weinstein. After, let me give you some life advice to any young ladies that are listening to this. And there are more and more females that listen to this, but some life advice. If you're good looking, that opens up doors for you that an ugly woman don't get. Yes. I hate to tell you this. Mm-hmm. If you're born with a vagina, you can use that to open doors that, someone with a penis doesn't have that's right 
I so heard, there's a guy, and he's he's very very controversial right now. His name Andrew Tate, and he's he's very he's out there. But he said, you know, he's a kickboxer, four time champion or whatever, badass. He said, I've been on yachts. Guy worked his entire life to buy that yacht, and he said there are 19 year old bitches there with their tops off that are on the same yacht as this guy that's worked his dick to the bone to try to buy. And the only reason they're there is because they're good looking. That's right. And I don't know why that's, but these women that are these, these actresses that are coming out, Sharon uh, Stone mm -hmm. showed her vagina to the world in basic instinct. She wasn't ashamed of that till she got older and she thought she'd been victimized. Lady, you got rich by doing that. Everybody saw your twat. Everybody. There ain't nothing your gynecologist has seen that I hadn't seen. Well, you, know, you got rich off of it. You've lived a privileged life because of that vagina. Don't act like it's some kind of secret thing and you were taken advantage of. Because you know what? If you wouldn't have showed your vagina, some other lady behind you would have that we don't know who she is. There's a lady right now that's that got missed a out on that that's job. got a shitty life because she's been a struggling actress and she never made it and she's playing some backwoods stage somewhere because she still wants to be a thespian and she's like, fuck, if I'd have just shown my vagina, I would have been Sharon Stone. And she's a nobody now. So she would trade lives with you. If you really feel bad, take some of that rich guilt and let her swap lives with you. You take her life and let her have your checking account and everything. And you live her life the rest of life, then you won't be a victim no more. So here's what the here's what my new job's gonna entail. I've got I've got to read up on this. Uh, according to the Intimacy Directors International, a nonprofit organization founded in 2016 by a bunch of people that advocates for the function. An intimacy coordinator is expected to ensure that all staff and actors are aware of the of the context of the intimacy as part of the story. So any like unnecessary nude scenes, it'll be my job to be to go to the director and be like, listen, I know you wrote this in there. I know way more than you do. She's going to have her top on. Sorry about you. Communication about the intimacy take place among participants and avenues for reporting harassment are available. I got that. that that's not a problem at all. Actors continually consent to all scenes of intimacy. So if the guy's like, hey, I want to take you doggy style, and that's not in the script, and be like, whoa, 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 cowboy. You bump your, slow down your roll. You're going to kiss her on the cheek, and that's going to be the end of that scene. All scenes of intimacy are performed according to the previously agreed to choreography, and actors are encouraged to mark the end of each intimate scene with a moment to signal the return to real-life interaction. I'm made for this, Jeff. I am made for this. I'm going to be a bouncer. On all Hollywood movie scenes. So I'm the guy. So those women do realize that if they didn't have those parts and didn't have to show the bodies, they wouldn't have a part in the movie. Jeff, listen to me. Directors are always putting in unnecessary nude scenes, and it's going to be my job to snuff these out and put an end to it. I am an advocate for the women. So Porky's has a shower scene. Mm -hmm. That's necessary. And they're showering nude. Yeah, that's necessary. So that's okay, nudity. But the woman walking around in the background, like with her top off, man. She's you know. in a shower. Well, maybe not in that scene. I'm just talking about in general. Like if you're at a nice family picnic in a nice park, and then all of a sudden you see a topless woman in the back. When do you see that? It, it happens. It's going to be my job to be like, no, 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 no. She needs a, a crop top on and some converses, and then she can walk across. So, Until then, your scene is dead, mister. So what little reason I have to watch a Hollywood movie you're taking away from me? Only if it's only if it doesn't directly contribute to the plot and the better good of the movie. Yes. Accidental nudity is big in shows, so I want to see that. Well, 
Um, there's a there's a show when I was reading about the original article because I couldn't believe that this job exists. It seems like a it seems, fucking union is what this is. I mean, you're you're getting so somebody got their dumb dumb cousin who couldn't get a job anywhere else. They made basic, up a job for him. Basically, yes. Is what so what about strip like. clubs? That's all. It all goes towards the plot. Um, those poor girls are just they're getting turned out. But um, whenever I read this, there's a there's a series on HBO. And I can't, I'm blanking on the name of it right now. Um, but there's a lot, it's all nude, basically. Euphoria? Euphoria? Is that, is that what it is? Nothing. What's wrong? Oh, the, the uh, mailbox? Yeah. Um, have you seen that? I think it's Euphoria. No, there's a show called it, but I don't know what the hell it is. But anyway, I guess everybody, I guess it's like Game of Thrones. Everybody's naked, and she's one of the girls that, uh, she's one of them that fought for this because there's times where she thought she was having to get naked unnecessarily but she had a very good she did not have harvey weinstein as a director so like she'd be like listen i don't i don't really think that i my dress just needs to magically fall off in this scene and he'd be like you know what you're totally right keep your dress on so harvey weinstein yeah. he's a bad guy right very bad very bad guy because he had sex with these women well i'm um, yeah for for movie roles yeah and these women that all are rich and successful now, they were taken advantage of? Yes. You don't think so? I think that they were. I think he was... I think, I, I'm, not, I'm not taking up it for sounds him. Like you're, it sounds like no, you're backing I'm, Harvey I'm asking Weinstein. a question. I don't know much about to him. I know that he's he was swapping out roles for these people to have sex. Or he was totally derailing their career. Who did he derail? There's and I'm a, not being a smartass. I'm asking. There's a bunch of ladies. Did he derailed their stuff? Yeah, like there was A-list actors that were, you know, he'd be like, okay, well, you're not going to work again. Well, then he wasn't guilty by himself. He's the he's the gatekeeper. He's the one that decides what he's got all these. He's one of the biggest producers in Hollywood. Was. Was, yes. I think he's dead now. Did he die? I don't. I don't think so. Still alive? Yeah, I think so. So anyways, so what he would do was these actresses would come to him and he'd say, if you're not having sex with me, you're not getting this job. Yep. And if you ever want to work in Hollywood again, you'll do this. And he controlled all of Hollywood. He was the man. The, all of Hollywood. He was the man. I See, I, I don't understand that. So you're telling me that if he would have told Jennifer Aniston had to have sex with him or she didn't ever got a job nowhere else. So every movie out there and every company went through him. He was the man. He had a lot of, well, I mean, you got to figure. I don't know how that works. So he had a production company. Do directors only work with one production company? I, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I can't believe one guy controlled everything in Hollywood. What gets me about the whole Harvey Weinstein is he was a piece of shit. I'm not taking up for him. And I'm it sounds not. like I mean, you are. Well, no, 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 no I, I'm not. Like you are. I'm not at all. And they should have shot him. Somebody's dad should have whipped his ass. Uh, but all these people have. that come out later and they say, oh, yeah, I, you know, it, it was bull crap what he did. Well, if it was such crap, why did you, as a, like Brad Pitt, why didn't you do something? You know? He was going to. Was going to, but he didn't. He never got around him. Because he he did this to, Brad Pitt was, I think Brad Pitt was dating Gwyneth Paltrow. And he did, he pulled this shit to him. And Brad Pitt never could get, get to the guy. Why couldn't he? Fuck you don't you think it's just easy to just walk up to the, one of the most powerful men in Hollywood and knock his fucking lights out? Of yeah, I'm thinking real simple. You don't think he went to any party was that? That's okay. what I'm saying. I think okay, he was I think he was I think he was to, protected. Let's go to other little peckerhead fucking George Clooney. George Clooney didn't know what was going on. Him and Brad Pitt are big buddies. I don't know. Was George Clooney in any one of his movies after this shit happened? He did pulp fiction. No, George Clooney's not in pulp fiction. 
But I mean, he's got he's. I, screen, no, no, I understand bro. this. I'm not. I'm not knocking this. I'm just saying. All these fucking people now that are coming out that he was such this horrible guy all knew what he was doing, but they didn't do shit. Goodwill hunting. He's he's he's. It was big time, but did did they do anything about it? No, none of them. I just don't believe. I think he's a scapegoat for a lot of people. Is what I'm saying. I think what he's doing was wrong, but I don't think he was the only one doing what he was doing. You don't think George Clooney ever had sex with some young actress? Jeff, I don't know. I wasn't there. You don't think Brad Pitt did? I wasn't there. Brad Pitt breaks silence on threatening Harvey Weinstein. Paltrow is praised. He was leveraging his... Here, I'll just click on the article so I can read it. But God, why is he so dreamy? Fuck, weirdo. You're weird. You don't think he's a good-looking guy? No. Look at him. He got the dimples and this... I don't think any guy's good-looking. Fucking chiseled jawline, the blue eyes. I think he's a big pussy because he didn't do nothing to Harvey Weinstein. He threatened him. Threatening is no big... I can... Let me tell you something right now. Threatened him. Howard Stern's a piece of shit. If I see Howard Stern, I'm going to whip his ass. Okay, I just threatened him. You better be and careful. Harvey Stern, and Howard Stern's a fucking be black belt with shit. So. You better be careful. He might thump the shit out of <laughs> he you. He might. Bet. But that's what I'm saying. You threaten him. That's not doing shit to him. Paltrow revealed on the Howard Stern show in May 2018 that Pitt approached Weinstein at the 1995 Broadway opening of Hamlet and told him, if you ever make her feel uncomfortable again, I will kill you. At that moment, I was just a boy from the Ozarks on the playground, and that was how I confronted things. How we confronted things. That's just how we do it. Well, That's how we do it in the Ozarks, yeah. baby. Tough boy. I just wanted to make sure nothing was going to happen further because Paltrow was going to do two more films with Weinstein. So what did she do with Weinstein then? So did she have sex with him? Uh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I, I got to look up. I so gotta, she, I gotta see Mr. she had sex with him, and then she was so distraught she was only going to do two more movies with him. Bullshit. Well, she get you get like you, you get like a series of movies. Yeah, it's called fucking being a sellout to yourself. Don't don't come as a fucking victim if you slept with him and then you got mad, but then you're going to go ahead and make two more movies with him because you took what he was offering and you made and you done this deal. You didn't have to do that. There's no rule. No rule author said. You know what? Gwyneth Paltrow has to be an actress. You know, she could have been working at a diner as a waitress. She made that choice. So, I'm, she described being sexually harassed when while putting her hand, his hands on her, and suggested they go to the bedroom and massage each other. So it's acting like they did not. Well, I don't. I don't know Gwyneth Paltrow. I don't know nothing about her. But what's his name's not a tough guy. And then when she acted and hung out with him, all this shit afterwards, bullshit on that crap. So no. Told them they should have sex with one another. This is the best thing you can do for your career now. Is to what? That's what he told her. Well, does she still have a career? Eh, I don't know what she's done. She's probably got enough money from the 90s. All, all I'm saying is, I don't know he wasn't the only slimeball piece of shit in Hollywood doing this crap. Which involved putting his hands on but, her. I was a kid. I was signed up. I was petrified. What's that mean? I was signed up. Seized up? That doesn't make any sense. She she signed a contract with him. Oh, 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 oh. She had already... Ah, so now it's all coming full circle. He would get them to sign on the dotted line and then be like, listen, what you got to do for me? He, was, he screamed at me for a long time. It was brutal. Verbally abused her. 
He was also being generous and supportive and I, I'm, champion. I'm not taking up for him, but I'm saying like all no, all these people that come out later on all did the deed and done everything they could to make the career and they made all this money. Then when they get you know what they have? They have fucking guilt, just like the fucking rich kids, the Ford kids, and all these other rich kids from these ultra Uber family. They've got all this guilt, but you know what? They don't want to give up all they got. You know? Have you seen her saying, you know what? I'm, I should have never, ever done this. I feel guilty. I'm going to give up all my wealth, and I'm going to go start and be a regular person. Fuck no. They love the life they have, you know? They sold their souls to get to that place in their life. And then when it's all, and once it's all done, then they, want, then they want to act like they're some kind of victim. They got well, a little bit of resources to them, and they're like, eh, you know what? Maybe yeah, but they forgot that. when they didn't have nothing. They, they all agreed to do that shit to get ahead to make wealthy. That shit's been going on for, people sell their souls to move up the ladder, and they have for, since the dawn of time. That's what Kennedy was doing in Hollywood, because didn't they have a, uh, I read, I saw that in a documentary. That Kennedy. One of the Kennedy, I think Kennedy's, I think, I think. Kennedy's dad started a production company out there. Oh, Joe Kennedy. Damn Joe sure Kennedy. did. Yes, he did. What was that on? It was on the story. It, it was a story about them, but that's how they got a lot of their wealth. He was, he was, uh, but that's how, and they think that, that they think, uh, I don't, I don't remember enough about it. But yes, he made a lot thought, of money during the depression. Charlie Chaplin and all them people or whoever it was. I don't even know if Charlie Chaplin, but yes, Charlie Joe, Chaplin didn't have sex with Kennedy. I don't no, think. no. But during that era, Joe Kennedy right. was a big time mover in Hollywood back then. Well, let me ask you this then. So, by the standards we're using here on Hollywood, okay, let's put it to real life, okay. Kamala Harris, okay, she wouldn't be vice president if she didn't give a Hummer to the guy in San Francisco, Willie Brown. She was having an affair with a married man, open affair, and then she got named assistant, whatever it was, in. San Francisco, and then she become the AG for the state of California. Then she ran for Senate. So could she come back now and say, Willie Brown took advantage of me, and yes. oh, I'm so ashamed, yes, blah, 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 blah. But she's in fucking the, she's the, the vice president of our country right now. But she could come back and say yeah. that if she wanted to, but, 100%. But she, she played the game. She knew what she was getting into. Yeah. So she's no different than Gwyneth Paltrow. Or anybody else that's saying they were victimized by some guy that she had sex with to get ahead in life. She could say that. Based on today's standards, 100% she could say right, that. Right, but she's not a fucking victim, though, either. Was she not? No. You don't think so? Fuck no. She's the vice president of the country now because of what she did. You don't think Willie Brown was like, hey, I got a brown Willie. Need some attention. Oh, I'm sure he probably did. And she was all agreeing to it because it helped her move up in her job. Was Monica Lewinsky a victim? That's a different deal. Oh, it's a different deal. But How's yeah, that different? But, but hold, hold on. She knew what she was doing. Who? Which one didn't know what they were doing? She did it for a job. Monica Lewinsky didn't get a job out of it. She just I wanted to sleep you with the president. Th you don't think that she maybe thought in the back of her? I think I mean, Monica all, Lewinsky's life all, pretty well. We're all speculating I think Monica here. Lewinsky's pretty much has a sucky life because of that. Kamala Harris don't. But, uh, but, no, but Interesting choice of words. But it's the same, it's the same premises, though. Mm -hmm. Um. Bill Clinton didn't say, Monica, if you give me a blow job, I'm going to get you a job in a cabinet position. She loved the president. That's right. Kamala Harris. Was How do you know she was, didn't love Willie? You don't know that. What if she thought that, well, hey, maybe. She may, she may have, but Willie maybe didn't I'm love gonna Kamala. Marry, I'm going to marry the mayor of San Francisco. Well, text on there, why did Kamala Harris not marry Willie Brown? Probably because he had a wife. 
That's I think too much. she that's too much. She got her knees all scraped up to get ahead in life, and that's fine. But don't come back and say you're a victim. She hasn't though. She that's right. She hasn't. She's she she knew what she was getting herself into. I think she was playing the game. She did play the game, and that's exactly what Gwyneth Paltrow and all them girls in Hollywood were doing. Those girls in Hollywood. I don't think Gwyneth Paltrow ever did anything with Harvey Weinstein, though. I, I don't know if she did or she didn't, it's, but those women. She's saying she did not. Okay, well, Sharon Stone says she's a victim because she showed her vagina. She's not a victim. She knew what she was doing. That's all We've my all point is. Those girls in, in Hollywood that are coming back now and saying, well, he took advantage of me. Well, you're living in a mansion. You don't work. You're flying private jets everywhere. You got millions of dollars in the bank. But, yeah, you're a fucking victim. You knew you, knew you were selling yourself to get to that spot. Right. And I really believe that. I'm not saying Harvey Weinstein is right. He's not. He's wrong. I'm surprised somebody hadn't beat his ass. I'm really surprised. If some girls' dads would have gone and beat his ass, that shit wouldn't happen no more. But they, every one of them knew what they were getting in when they did it. And they may have been poor. They may have been hungry. But every one of them was doing it to get ahead to get a job in Hollywood. Do you not agree? I think the ones that did it probably did but i think that there's a whole host of drew barrymore is one of, of them right of there girls that's not drew barrymore that's not no i don't okay. know who that is but there's a whole host of people that did not want that they just wanted to they 85 women uh okay on and the ones that didn't do it didn't sell themselves out i got a lot of i've got respect for those ladies but the ones that did it knew what they were doing as well that's all i'm saying they it wasn't to- like he, 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 they were enslaved and they had to do it. They did not have to do it. They sold themselves out to try to become a famous actress. Raped her in her home in the late 80s. Okay, why didn't she call the cops in? He's just, he'll just pay him off. Jeff, that's, just like hard, that's just like Deshaun Watson. As for a massage, forcibly performed and forcibly performed. As for a massage and forcibly performed oral sex on her. Hotel in France. In 1997. Why did she wait till 2000 and something to say something? She wanted to. She wanted. She needed. Her career's just getting going. Roseanne Arquette rejecting him and claims he made things very, very difficult for her throughout the years. Uh, plus, she was in Pulp Fiction. Okay. Look, see, what's Roseanne? What's Roseanne Arquette's worth today? What's her? What's what's she worth? Is she dead, alive? Whatever she's doing. I have no idea. Okay, but she's she's had a pretty good life, hasn't she? So, does she turn down his advance, or does she take it? I, I I think it was reading right there that she did not. Okay, then she did the right thing. She was she's worth twenty million dollars. Twenty million. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, what I'm saying is, every one of these women that did do have sex with him and stuff, they did that on their own. They could have said no, but they 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 knew. That if they did do it, it was going to help their career. And that's what they were worried about was getting ahead to be famous. Kate Beckinsale. Oh, she is a smoke show and a half. I assumed it would be for a conference in which they were very common. When I arrived, the reception told me to go to his room. He opened the door in a bathrobe. And I don't know. So does she have sex with him or not? Nobody knows. It doesn't say. Okay. What the, the women, they every woman that went there chose it. Do you think all them women that rubbed Deshaun Watson didn't know what they were doing? Well, it depends on what story you believe. Okay, what do you think? I'm going to tell you what I think happened with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson was getting on the Instagram, and he was getting these models to meet him somewhere. They're meeting Deshaun Watson at a hotel room, and he's getting, and they're going to give him a massage. But they are cla- they're, they're a masseuse. Okay, and they're going to give him a massage. 
That's his move. I'm reading all these. He would op- open the door in his bathrobe. Okay, well, if an old man opens his deal in a bath, how many times have you opened your door to bathrobe to meet somebody? Never. Including the UPS guy? Once. Okay, there you go. I answered one door in my boxers one time. I told him, I said, I bet you wasn't expecting this call today, were Salma you? Salma Hayek. No, not her. She's, she's she claims a list of unwanted advances from the producer included showers, oral sex... <laughs> massages and more she also alleges that he threatened to kill her following one of her refusals and vulgarly insulted her on set on 2002 what is Selma Hayek's life like now purposely she's one of my favorite I think she's a smoke show Selma Hayek is married to a billionaire who's 68 years old or 75 years old he looks older than death why'd Selma Hayek marry that big old billionaire guy I don't know what, what do you think this one's a weird one Salma Hayek accused Harvey Weinstein of sexually harassing her while working together in 2002 movie Frida. In a column in New York Times, December 13th, she claims a list of unwanted advances from the producer included showers, oral sex, massages, and more. I don't know what they couldn't put more down. He just about cleared everything. But so he wanted sex with her. But, 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 but. So 21 years ago. But not, it's not even that. It's the fact that. So you got in the shower with him? Yeah, you know, you didn't expect anything there. You, you just take a friendly, you got, just a you friendly got, shower. Just, you know, you've got, I got a hard to reach spot back she, here. But massages, oh. like okay, so let's 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 say he wanted a massage, and it, it's plural. Massages. So. I'm thinking Salma sold herself somewhere down the line and agreed a little bit to get ahead right. in 2002. Okay, Salma's married to a guy that's about 25 years older than her. That's a billionaire. So you don't think maybe she's tried to get ahead of somewhere in life? Maybe. <clears throat> Lauren Holly. Who's that? I think I know Lauren Holly. She claims Weinstein left, returned with a bathrobe. Uh, approached her naked before she fled the room. So now that one, yeah, that's a little unwanted. But why is all this? That's in 1996. So you're telling me, but, but they took these jobs, every one of them. And they they agreed to do some kind of they 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 let him get by with his shit for a little bit till, because, till because once but once they're famous they they're mad they sold themselves out because he was the gatekeeper, but they still did that's what I'm saying though they act like they're victims they agreed to this every one of them not, he's a bad guy Holly. he's a bad guy well that's fine but the, but he's a bad guy there's no doubt about it and he's not the only one in Hollywood that's done this shit but every one of them. Once they get wealthy and stuff, they don't want to swap all their wealth and shit. They knew what they were getting into is what I'm saying. They were willing to do whatever it was to get famous. Yeah. What, what do you think? How, how do you think a lot of them girls got in Hugh Hefner's magazine? Yeah. It's the same shit. That's right. But they all chose that. When a girl goes to the Hollywood, when, when a girl would go to the Playboy Mansion, you don't think in the back of your mind, you're thinking, you know what? Somebody's going to want sex here. That's right. They 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 knew what they were getting into. They may regret it, yeah. And I understand that. Everybody's had regrets in their life, but don't act like you're a victim when you chose to do so. That would be like the girl right now at your office that works there that went got drunk and slept with Bill that works in accounting. You know, <laughs> she may regret it today. It's gonna be an awkward working environment. But, but but she did it, and at the time she knew what she was doing. Yeah. You know, people make mistakes, and this guy here was a piece of shit. But he was doing the same game in, L- in Los also, Angeles. But he was also in a position of power where he could pull the punch, where he could pull the strings. Well, yeah. He could pull the rug out of anybody's career that he wanted to. Right. The guy that's turning the lights on over there that's filming, 
Yeah. He's not getting Halle Berry to have sex with him for a movie part. And Halle Berry wasn't even on that list. But no, but the but the women that are on that list that have all gotten wealthy that waited twenty or thirty or forty years to say something, I don't feel sorry for them. They should have stood up a long time ago. They sold themselves knowing that. If you had sex with him two times, you damn sure have no reason to be fucking whining. Mm-hmm. You know, multiple showers. Yeah, an eighteen-year-old girl that doesn't have any life skills, she got taken advantage of, and I feel sorry for her. I do. She got duped. But if she went back when she was 27 and did it again for a movie part. You can't tell me when she got in that car to go over there, if Salma did this and he's like, Hey, we need to take another shower together. Okay. And then she comes out and bitches about it. Well, how many showers do you have to take with him before you realize that what you're doing, right. you know what you're doing. And that's with Sean, Deshaun Watson deal. The same thing. Deshaun Watson should not be allowed to play football this year. I don't, don't think, think at so? all. No, I don't think so. But them women, I think, I think, I think 44, the punishment fits the crime. Okay. Then that's fine. Or 44 women or 23 women, how many of them have all, have all come forward and stuff? They knew what they were getting into. Every one of them did. I don't know that I agree with that. Why didn't they call the cops that day then? I think some of them did. The I think same that day? I think that there's multiple police reports. I, don't, I didn't know that there was a multiple police reports. Well, Jeff. I, I didn't know that. But still, those girls knew what they were getting into when they did that shit. Did you see what some jackass wrote with his son at a... At a Browns game. Where's the massage art girl? He said, fuck those bitches. Free to Sean. <laughs> That's stupid. A grown man with his seven-year-old son, grown man writing, fuck them bitches, and his son has a sign that says, free to Sean Watson. That's horrible. Absolutely horrible. I mean. That's that's horrible. I did see a guy said, had his one brown shirt guy on, said, where's the massage girls? But. But those girls... Well, let me see, because I don't know. Those girls, with any of them that gave him a hand job, I'm assuming what this is about, they knew what they were doing. He didn't hold their hands. They were there because they were going to get paid. Correct? Maybe a little extra. That, that's, that's what I'm saying. He, so there was a complaint. I don't, I don't know. There, if, if, if a lady called that night, yes. But when they waited until after all these other girls come through and they want to get paid, okay, let me ask you this. But do if, you not think that it's it's the girl is like, I'm me? Because they don't know about each other, obviously. So they're... Th- you, they think they're, they're the only one. They think they're the only one, and they're like, who's nobody's going to believe me over Deshaun Watson. In 2020, so, yes, they are. So when the first one breaks, the other's are like, okay, well, now I can tell my story because I've got other people that have had a similar experience, and more people are going to believe me. Because... I don't think any of these massage therapists wanted to get into the news as being the only one that's calling out Deshaun Watson for having an inappropriate encounter with him every during woman, a massage. Every one of these women that took the quarter of a million or half million dollars or whatever it is that he gave them, they, are they a victim once they take that money? Yes. You think so? Yes. Then why do they take the money? Why settle out of court with him? Well, everybody's got a price. Like, listen, okay. listen. That's what it, my it, point was. Even if you're a victim, like, there's a, there comes a number where you're like, ah, oh, you know what? I'm so, good. I'm, so, I'm okay with being So there. if she got a half million dollar check. Okay. And she's okay with it. Okay. She's not a victim no more. If you get derailed, if you get T-boned by UPS it's and not, you, no, 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 it is the exact same no, thing. If not. you get T-boned at an intersection by UPS and they write you a half million dollar check, are you still a victim of an unnecessary car accident? Yes, you are. Hundred percent. So hand jobs in the car wreck are same. 
For some people it is. What if they're not that good at it? It might have been a train wreck for Deshaun Watson. I mean, I think the woman... First of all, like if I don't, you don't, th- if those women when they went in there and they knew right then, what if they, that they were going to get a half million dollars to do that? Would you consider them a victim then? No. Okay. No. I'm just saying I don't think any of these women did something that they didn't know what they were doing. I don't think none of them got drug. Not like Bill Cosby, right? Is all I'm saying. Where they were drugging them? They, yeah, I think he, I don't think he got the. I think they should make him set out a year. I think that because it's a bad look. 11 and 5, I'm okay with. Now, this is my, this is my, I've got a bigger problem with the NFL than I do to Sean Watson. Well, I do too. Give him a 12 game suspension. Why did you give him 11? Because it's easier for him because they don't, it's all set no, up. No. So you think it's so he'll play football against Carolina or the Texans? The Texans. You Fuck think it's yes, 100%. Okay. Well, you like don't think that Roger Goodell's like, okay, if I give you 12, your last game's going to be. Well, I don't like Roger Houston, Goodell. I think Houston he's a fucking game. sellout anyways. But so. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They're like, we'll give you 11. And then you're going to come back and we're going to have big ratings because you're going to go, you're coming off of your suspension and you're going to play the Texans. How much of that do you think Roger Goodell knew when he set up the schedule? The NFL is equivalent to our politicians. They're untouchable. They've got this huge, they have no competition. They get to do whatever they want to do. Now the poor guy can only get... uh... He basically didn't want the rest of his body massage. He wanted his groin area and his butt only. He kept saying, do you want to put it in your mouth? It was very, very uncomfortable. I was just very, very... Okay, then why didn't you leave? That's my point. You could leave. I don't know. I've, I've I've never been in a situation like this on either side, so I don't know. I'm glad I don't have daughters, though. That, that's just it's just a screwed up situation from everything. Weinstein is a piece of shit. They should shoot him. But the people that the, the the wealthy, I'm more I'm I'm I feel sorry for 18 year old Mindy that got taken advantage of and then never got a part in a movie because you know there's a bunch of them out there too from Midtown from yes. Middle Kansas that went out there know. and got off a bus and thought yeah. she was getting a job and she's doing pornos now because somebody like Harvey Weinstein screwed over. That shit happened all the time out there. Those girls. And were, it was way those, worse in the forties yes, and fifties yes. and sixties. Those girls I felt, I feel sorry for. I don't feel sorry for Sharon Stone. I don't feel sorry for Gwyneth Paltrow. These girls that have lived these ultra Uber lives after they did all that shit to get ahead because they agreed to do all of that stuff because they wanted to be in those movies. They wanted in those movies because they wanted fame and money. Do anything to be famous. Yes. I'll do whatever you want me to do if you will help me here. That's the person that I feel sorry for those girls that said no and have struggled their whole life. I don't feel sorry for the girls that agreed to do that and have lived. And it all worked out the way that they they kind of saw. Yes. That's I don't really want to have to do this, but I am tired of auditioning. That's right. That's the girl I don't feel so. So I don't have a I don't feel sorry for a girl that's been in Hollywood for 30 years that keeps making movies that's doing this shit. You know? It's a sleazy way to... It's a sleazy it's life. A, it's a sleazy way to make a living. It is, but they but they all agreed to do it. You know? Yep. You know? Do, do you, and and now the uh, the actors that have a problem with guns, but they're not going to put away guns in their movies, like, you don't have that big of a problem. No, they're hypocrites. Making you a ton of money do, do you to, think, play, to pretend to be a badass, just like uh, uh, Dickhead uh, on Yellowstone. What, I can't think Kevin of Costner. Yeah. Same way, he's a prick. Do you feel sorry... Vote so- for Cheney. Do you feel sorry for Jenna Jameson? No. Why would I? 
Well, I don't at all. She's a porn star, and she's she knew what one she was of the doing. Most wealthy porn stars. I think she's got there. AIDS now or something. She can't. She's in a wheelchair what? or something. I just saw it. Really? Yeah, I just read a deal. She's got some kind of uh, autoimmune deficiency disease or some shit. She's sick. I just read a deal. I guess she's poops on herself and she's in a in a. Oh, that is not good. You know what sounded horrible? Hmm. I read a deal and it's like she's having problem going to the bathroom and stuff. Well, yeah, all that anal sex probably didn't help her none. Was initially misdiagnosed. With an autoimmune disorder. Okay. But I don't feel, I feel sorry for her for getting sick because she's got a disease or whatever it is. I feel sorry for her on that. But I, but she's not a victim. She did porn and got wealthy doing it. You know, that. so I don't feel any more sorry for her where she's at in her life than I am Gwyneth Paltrow because they both agreed to sleep with someone to get ahead. Well, Jen Jameson had to do a lot of it. Well, she was getting paid though. That was her, that's what she chose to do. That was her career. You know, I don't know what's wrong with her. Anyway, I mean, she's just she's sick, but I'm sure there's some. Uh, it I doesn't mean, matter. Yeah, but anybody that that sold their their, their their sold themselves to do whatever they did to get ahead, there's there's ladies in the banking business have done the same shit. The one that I always thought was funny was that uh, what was the, what's a big guy that's an actor that's a big sucker that's all muscled up. The uh, Rock, Terry, he, uh, Terry Crews, Terry Crews, some guy he he was sexually harassed. Yeah. Why didn't he just beat the shit out of the little bastard? <laughs> I mean, God almighty. But, the, I mean, I think everybody kind of tolerates a little bit of uncomfortableness to make sure that they're, because I'm. Uh, if I remember the Terry Crews story correctly, it was a powerful guy that grabbed his junk at a party or something like that. So, yeah. you know, it didn't go any further than that, but it, it, if it doesn't go any further than that, it was icky and uncomfortable, but was it worth beating the shit out of the guy and then like not being an actor where you can just stop it, stop it there, and continue to work in Hollywood? What, what do you think he would do if a guy at Seven Eleven did that to him? Beat the fuck out of okay, him. Okay, why didn't he do that same thing then? Because the guy pulls he didn't... the strings, Jeff. You got it's a it's a long term game. So he sold himself out. There. I don't think that that's selling yourself out. Okay, so the girl that works at the bank in Dallas. That's been sleeping with her seventy year old boss, and now she's a vice president somewhere. Is she? A, she, is she sold a victim? herself out. Is she a victim? She sold herself out. Did the guy abuse his power? Yes. But did she agree to do that? And there's a lot of that goes on in the world, I'm, in the business I'm world. Sure. It's all over the place. I'm sure. But the guy, the guy abused his power is what I would say. I don't know that I would call her a victim, but I would definitely say that the guy abused her his power. Now the Terry Crews incident. He stopped it. It didn't go any further. But there's no sense in making a... I just a, thought a, it was a, funny a, a, when that... A, oh, you yeah. see that big like, bastard. How, how he's the, sexually... Uh, how are you going to... If anybody, <laughs> you are not the guy that I would think. <laughs> but anyway, you got to go. You got court. What time is it? 10 till. Oh, shit. I'm late. Get on out of here. All right. I'll wrap all this up. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, well, weird episode here. We kind of got on tangent and stayed on it, but... Anyway, thank you, everybody, for listening. We start filming season two of The First Family of Waterfowl next week. Go check it out, the first season of First Family of Waterfowl. It's on our YouTube channel, The Big Honker Podcast. And if you have not subscribed to it, go ahead our, go ahead, hit that subscribe and like button. That way you don't miss anything. Um, what else have I got? Water. We got water now. Cooler weather's here. Hunting season's uh, next week, believe it or not, September 1. Um, better days are here. So... Thank you, everybody, for listening, and goodbye. 
Check out all of our wonderful sponsors. Go check out Gundog Outdoors. Protect that pooch of yours. Shin Gear Waders. You're going to need them for duck season. Lucky Duck. Looking Glass Duck Club Podcast. Pacific Calls. Dive Bomb Industries. Boss Shot Shells. Get those shells coming to your door. Alpha Outdoor Specialties, Bangtail Whiskey, Sanford Hunting Outfitters, Dirty Duck Coffee, Ducks Unlimited, and Double T British Kennels.